Welcome back, everybody. You know how excited I get when you all tune in. I mean, it means the world to me. Seriously, I'm not just saying that. I love that you're all listening to these great success stories because sometimes you need to see how somebody else forged a path to give you courage to do the same. And and today's a great one, okay? But I want to start with this. Every year, the U.S. captioning company, yes, there is such a thing, puts out a list of the most mispronounced words of the year. So on the 2021 list released just this morning, yes, Omicron was there. Omicron, you know, people keep saying Omnicron, Omnicon. No, no, Omicron. That's there. But here's some other ones. The number one most mispronounced word of the year, chuggy. Dalgona, that was the candy from Squid Game, that episode there, that made it to the top. And then the singer Billie Eilish, too. Of course, people can't seem to figure out her name. To me, that one's easy. But two names that also made the list that have something in common, Dogecoin and Ethereum. Yep. All people were talking about this year, at least, you know, people around me. And these are people that are old, young, middle, apparently pronouncing Dogecoin and Ethereum wrong. But this is all due to the crypto craze where people are learning about something brand new that is sweeping not just the nation, but the world. So just as the crypto markets, at least this week, are starting to recover from a very rough weekend sell-off where over the span of what, I think a single hour on Saturday, Bitcoin tanked like $10,000, I thought I would add on to the U.S. captioning company's urge to teach and bring on one of the most popular and talked about crypto YouTubers to teach us all a thing or two on the controversial world of crypto. Carl Runefeld is founder of The Moon. This is a YouTube channel where he explains everything and, and anything about crypto because he knows he has become so successful in dealing with this. But guess what? It did not start that way. Years ago, he found himself broke and working as a grocery store cashier after dropping out of school. But today, he is a crypto millionaire responsible for educating millions of subscribers and followers on the crypto markets. Every day, he comes on his channel. You, you got to check this out. But he comes on his channel and he talks about the good, biggest crypto movers and he explains why a few months ago he thought spending $1 million of his wealth on a crypto punk's NFT, non-fungible token, was a good idea. Well, let's ask him now. Carl, welcome to Everyone Talks to Liz. Hello. Thank you so much for having me on. Okay. So let me just start with that. You spent a million bucks on a crypto punk's NFT. Why? Well, you know what? I wish I had a very, very good answer to that, but I guess... <laughs> I mean, some people called me crazy, some people called me a genius, but I think, I think I'm more crazy than a genius because the reason why I wanted to buy a CryptoPunk is first of all because NFTs, it's, it's a big thing that, that has been gaining a lot of traction and it's something that of course will um, continue to be a big thing in the future and having these CryptoPunks, it's a great way to have exposure to that market because CryptoPunks um, was like the first big, like original NFT collection. So I believe that if, like, if there's any NFT that will hold value in the future, then it would be the CryptoPunks. Mm -hmm. So I felt like I wanted a CryptoPunk and, um, you know what? Like, it's not like I have a very good story. I just wanted to buy CryptoPunk. I wanted it to be worth a million dollars because it sounds nice. So, um, <laughs> 
So I, I just went on um, uh, the website and I just scrolled down looking for one that costs like 1 million or approximately 250 Ethereum at the time. I found one uh, because I wanted to find one that looks like me uh, because that's usually what people do. They want to buy an NFT that looks like them and then they use that as a profile picture. That was the idea. And I thought, you know what, this one looks nice, has a pair of glasses, looks like me a little bit more than the other ones, at, uh, at least. So I pressed buy and, um, and I was so happy for 10 seconds. But then when I uh, scrolled down even more on this uh, page uh, to see the features of this NFT, then I realized that um, I bought a female CryptoPunk. So oh, how <laughs> dare you? Yeah, it was, you know, like, it's. I don't want to be sexist or anything here. It's just that, you know, I was looking for a male uh, CryptoPunk to represent me. And here I was buying a female uh, CryptoPunk for a million dollars. And yeah, it, it was a funny mistake and people thought it was very funny. So actually, I think it's fine. <laughs> but hey, maybe that actually makes it more valuable because the story behind it is really very interesting. And, and there are people who do not understand what an NFT is. They can't wrap their minds around what is now the hot thing that people are talking about. But it is, in essence, a digital site that helps you specifically own a certain piece of artwork or a certain clip of a video. So while other people can go on YouTube and look at this clip or, or this thing, you're the one who owns the actual digital rights, correct? Yeah, so it's a way to prove ownership. So that's why, why blockchain in general is very powerful. You can prove ownership. And um, some people are skeptical against NFTs because, for example, this profile picture. Someone might uh, say to me that, well, Carl, you paid a million dollars for this, but I can just go online and print screen this NFT and I can put it on my profile. But why are they the big- wrong? Well, I mean, this is what I have trouble understanding because I'm okay. old. But I, I mean, explain why are they wrong? And you can't even put this thing up on your wall unless you make a copy of it or something. Okay, so I will, I will explain it in the way that I see it. So first of all, I can prove on the blockchain that I own this NFT. That's the first thing. But to make this more easy to kind of wrap your head around it, for example, if I go to, or if you go to, to my house and if you go and take a picture of my house from the outside, sure, you have a picture of it, but... That doesn't mean that you own my house. I still own the house because I can prove that I am the owner of the house. And we can have a thousand people taking pictures of my house, but it will not change the fact that I am the owner of the house. The same will be for this CryptoPunk. People can print screen it over and over and over, but can they prove ownership? No, I can prove ownership of this NFT. So um, blockchain makes sure that uh, you cannot um, fake or replicate or duplicate. Carl, did you ever imagine when you were sitting there at the grocery store where you worked as a cashier making probably minimum wage, that one day you'd be in the position to want to buy something so quickly that you made a mistake and bought the wrong thing for a million dollars? No, I, this specifically I did not imagine, that's for sure. But, uh, but I, I did imagine a future full of wealth and success. And that's actually, I think, the whole reason why I reached my success. Um, so, I mean, when I was in the grocery store, I, um, I was doing all these like <laughs> classical grocery store things like uh, stacking bananas and, uh, and uh, yeah, you know, normal job. 
but I was really, really, you know, I started to like try to think like a successful person. I, I tried, I started to try to feel like a successful person and I started to uh, visualize and see myself being happy, rich, traveling the world in private jets and uh, drinking champagne on yachts in Monaco. I was trying to, you know, see myself as that person um, way before I, I actually was this person. And I, I tried to just, you know, act as if I was already success, successful. And I was starting to look and read a bunch of books. I was starting to look at like uh, videos online from other entrepreneurs. I was just trying to, you know, look for clues how to reach success. And I found so much interesting um, information about anything from, you know, um, how to manifest your dreams, law of attraction, um, and, and all of that stuff. So long story short, things started to change after a few months, I think. And um, like to make it quite simple, I found out about Bitcoin and uh, I, I became a complete nerd. I just found it so interesting. I, I started to research every single day, hours and hours. Um, it's a complete rabbit hole, the whole crypto space. And I just came, became completely consumed by the crypto space. And I, I started my YouTube channel and I started with all of the businesses that I'm in, uh, involved with today. And I think actually within, within two years of me um, starting the whole law of attraction and this, uh, this manifestation, I was already uh, getting successful. I was already making like, I don't know, $10,000 a month or something, which for me was actually a huge amount of money um, back then. So this to me sounds like the grain of the power of positive thinking, visualization, and if you can dream it, you can do it. I get that because I used to sit there when I was a weekend overnight reporter in Columbus, Ohio at the third rated station, had a great time there, but you know, it's part of the experience. I used to sit there and think, I'm going to get there. I'm going to get to the network. I'm going to do this. You know, I understood there were thousands and thousands of local news reporters in the world who were trying to do the same thing I was doing, or at least aiming for. But it's a big leap, is it not, to go from visualizing to taking the first crucial step. Mm-hmm. At what point did you really start to make a little bit of money? What was it about that? And then when you got strength to say, I- I'm just going to keep on going. Yeah, so I think one very important thing uh, when it comes to this whole law of attraction thing, because some people think that you can just visualize and then everything is just going to happen for you. I think it's it's more like you visualize and then you have to take the first step out to kind of let the universe meet you halfway. Mm-hmm. So it's not about visualizing and then sitting down in your sofa. No, it's more about visualize act as if you're already successful, and then take the first step out. Whether it's an opportunity that you see, whether it's uh, a book that you always wanted to read, you have to go out there and start you know, finding the puzzle pieces because the universe will give them to you one by one, and eventually you will have the puzzle in your hands, but you're not going to get it if you're not kind of you know, meeting the universe halfway. That's how I would see it because I was already starting slowly um, when I was working in the grocery store to look for business ideas. I started to do some e-commerce dropshipping, and 
it wasn't really my thing. I didn't really have passion for it, but one thing led to the other and eventually it led me down the path where I am today. So even though I failed with a couple of businesses in the beginning, I'm super happy I did them because they led me into the path of where I am today. Well, there's a great saying, never hope for it more than you work for it. So the two have to go hand in hand. We're not done yet. We'll be back in a moment. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listen Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Clayman. Just go to Indeed.com slash Clayman right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Clayman. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right. So let's talk about The Moon. This is your YouTube channel which, I mean, this is crazy. You've got more than half a million subscribers to this YouTube channel. And in essence, all you're doing is, I mean, you're educating people about cryptos. What's the one thing people don't understand but really need to about cryptocurrency? Wow. Well, I I guess I could go on and on about that. I would just say that the most important thing to understand about crypto, I think is first of all, Bitcoin. I think people need to understand that Bitcoin is the most important crypto. Bitcoin is the king, as I usually say very often on my my Twitter. Bitcoin was the first cryptocurrency. It was the first blockchain. And it is the most decentralized and most secure um, and most liquid form of cryptocurrency out there. I think that there's never going to be a crypto that can ever replace Bitcoin. Um, Right now, there are, I think, tens of thousands of altcoins, alternatives to Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. And um, I think one big problem with altcoins generally is that there are just too many of them out there. And many are doing, are trying to do the same thing or trying to solve the same problem, which means that there's a lot of competition. And usually um, you can see that cryptocurrency in general goes in hype cycles. So you see big bull cycles and then bear markets. And in these bear markets, you tend to see a big shaking out of, of bad projects. And I would just say, be careful when you buy altcoins um, and uh, try to to at least have at least 70% of your crypto net worth um, in uh, Bitcoin. That's usually what I tell people. You call Bitcoin the king. Kings topple. Kings and empires fall. And we know this because Yahoo was the king of search. And then Google came along and knocked it off. But before Yahoo, it was Microsoft Explorer. So, you know, and I always use the the example of certain sweeteners, right? I mean, there's, you know, there's equal and that was toppled by Splenda, which is now getting toppled by Truvia. I mean, the lists go on. Sweet and low was the first one in the pink little envelopes. But, you know, just because you're first in doesn't mean you win. Bitcoin is very powerful. I see that. But is there a second one that you see emerging? Everybody talks about Ether, but Litecoin and I don't know, any of the any of the stable coins. Um, so I think 
it's not accurate. I would say this, like there is no coin that can ever replace Bitcoin uh, to do what Bitcoin is. Bitcoin is money. Bitcoin is digital money or digital gold, whatever you want to call it. There is never going to be a cryptocurrency that can ever replicate Bitcoin because Bitcoin has something that no other cryptocurrency can replicate because it was the first one. Bitcoin was created created out of a black hole when there was no crypto. It was the first blockchain. It has this mystical, magical um, thing around it that you just cannot replicate today when you have thousands and thousands of new altcoins coming out every single year. And I think that the, the problem with altcoins generally is that Sure, you can create one altcoin, but next week there will be another altcoin that is faster than your altcoin. So, right. so Bitcoin is not the fastest cryptocurrency out there. It's not the cheapest cryptocurrency out there. There are much cheaper and faster cryptocurrencies, but they will never have the security and the network effect that Bitcoin has. And they will never have the trust um, and the, the branding, so to speak, around Bitcoin because it literally cannot be replicated. Carl. It's amazing to me to go from grocery store clerk and school dropout with, and we didn't even address this, but you were born with ADD. It's very, very difficult for kids with ADD to, to focus and concentrate, to willing this to happen, but working as hard as you were willing it to happen. And I think that's absolutely brilliant. It's just exactly the kind of story that we love telling here on Everyone Talks to Liz. I guess my last question is the naysayers. You know Charlie Munger, Warren Buffett's longtime partner. I want to say five years ago now, Bitcoin was brand new. And I said, well, relatively brand new. And I said to Mr. Munger, when I had the opportunity to meet him, I said, what do you think of Bitcoin? And he blurted out, rat poison. And just the other day, he said, it's insane and it should be banned and China has it right. And this is an outrage. How do you counter that? Because this guy is a multi, multi-billionaire and is a pretty smart investor. Yeah. So, I mean, where to start? Like, yeah, of course, he's, he's, he's amazing. All of these, uh, these people that made billions in the, in the dot-com era, they are super, super smart. I, I'm not going to say anything about that. Uh, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they will understand the next big paradigm shift. Um, it's quite obvious because, I mean, Bitcoin is the next paradigm shift. Crypto will uh, take over the whole world. It's already successfully um, taking over the whole world right now. I mean, if Bitcoin were to fail, it would have failed already the first year it was born. Uh, now we're here 13 years later, stronger than ever. And every single year that Bitcoin survives is just another like defeat for for these people because honestly i think that um crypto will change how payments are made crypto will change how banks work i mean banks will not even exist in my opinion in the next like 20 years when we have a crypto to to replace it and these people they they will miss out um i have still not heard a single valid argument really from these people more than um let's say maybe countries will ban it or it's only for criminals or, or something like this. But I, those are not arguments against the technology. It's just, uh, you know, I don't really see, see a good argument yet. I love when people say, oh, the criminals and the drug dealers are using Bitcoin. The criminals and the drug dealers dealt in dollar bills that they laundered for decades and centuries. So hello, 
Let's just mm-hmm. let's just dispense yeah. with that one. There are many, many arguments and counter arguments, but look, your success is legit. It's real. And I'm excited for you. I I guess we I just want to end with this. I know that when you were just working for minimum wage, you used to envision yourself driving a Ferrari and, and owning a yacht. Tell me what sort of dreams have you accomplished? Do you have a Ferrari or some fancy car? I know you now live in Dubai. Um, what are some of the things you've been able to acquire? Okay, so I'll give you a few um, moments when I realized that I, that I um, achieved things. Because actually on my phone, uh, three, four years ago, I changed my phone uh, background to a point of view picture of me sitting in a private jet. Um, and that was when I was, you know, working in the grocery store. And now I am flying private jets almost like every other week. So that's uh, a very, very, very cool thing. And one of these moments when I was sitting there in the private jet, I just realized, wait, this is my old uh, picture that I had on my phone. Like I saw it in my mind. It was so cool. And also when I was on the Monaco Yacht Show a few months ago, I also realized that um, that was I, I was sitting on a yacht and that was the exact um, image I had visioned in my mind when I was sitting there in the port of Monaco and um, I didn't buy a yacht yet but I, I am renting yachts almost too often I feel here in the Dubai um, and um, yeah you know like these moments they're so cool and now I'm also getting ready to start actually buying my own jet I'm looking right now um, so you know <laughs> I am I am you know I, I'm just so proud of myself that I took the decision to change my mindset because that is the the reason why I am successful today. I wouldn't say it's because of Bitcoin. I wouldn't say it's because of YouTube or or I would say it's because I changed my mindset, whether it's crypto or I don't know, the textile industry, I could have become successful anywhere. But I think the universe allowed me to find my passion because I used this law of attraction and I used these, you know, uh, techniques. And I think anyone who who does whatever I did, basically visualize your dreams, act as if you're already what, who you want to be. Um, and then just work steadily towards it. I promise you, you can move mountains. You will surprise yourself. You will be somewhere you had not even like dared to dream even today. So, I mean, in the beginning I had two small dreams, even like I, I had big dreams, but now I realize that I should have dreamt much bigger even from the beginning. And um, I think what, where I am today is a proof of how far you can come in such a short period of time. Actually, I quit my grocery store job uh, three years and approximately 20 days ago. Three years and t- 20 days. So, yeah. But who's counting? Wow, fabulous. In fact, that is the lesson upon which I think we should end. Congratulations and thank you. That I just I love when you just said, you know, whether it's what I'm doing or the textile industry or manufacturing or who, whatever, mm-hmm. power of positive thinking, your reach should exceed your grasp. And congratulations. Thank you so much, Carl Runefeld. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me here. Can you guys believe, I mean, this one is really special to me because, again, as I mentioned, I used to sit there in Columbus, Ohio, and think I'm going to get to the network. I'm going to win Emmy Awards. I'm going to do this. But then I worked as hard to match that. A dream. If you can dream it, you can do it. Thank you so much for tuning in once again for Everyone Talks to Liz, and we will see you next time. Thanks so much.